In today's news, the BS Leadership Podcast is attempting to balance the idea of good leadership. Their hope is that by ascertaining a standardized metric, they will be able to advance the science of leadership into the 23rd century. One moment. Ah, yes, it, it appears, I mean, the 21st century. We have this press release from the podcast's creator. Well, it's, it's impossible to judge leaders based on subjective criteria. And we at Battlespectre LLC would like to standardize the system to judge the effectiveness of leaders based on a measurable criteria that crosses cultural and political lines. We'll keep you abreast of this breaking development as it unfolds. Stay tuned for more from BS News. Once again, I am your host, Richard Shaft. Roberta, will you please grab my sandals? Welcome to the BS Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Oh, you know who I am. All right, so today our subject is going to be defining good leaders. Um, really quick, what do we mean by good? I mean, let's, let's get that word sussed out really fast, because a lot of times when we hear the word good, what we automatically assume is good versus evil, light versus dark, that kind of stuff, right? And I don't want it to be a subjective thing. We want this to be as, as unsubjective as is humanly possible. So good, for all intents and purposes, and for the rest of this podcast, I want you to think effective what makes an effective leader all right now the marine corps has thoughts on this obviously and while i was in the marine corps they put that type of stuff into my head and they made me think about it a lot Um, so i'm going to be bouncing a little bit off of that in in the background but i'm going to be trying to stay very focused on three criteria all right those three criteria are very simple the first is that it must be free of subjectivity all right our definition has to be free of subjectivity or it's going to fall apart the second it must be measurable to a certain degree, all right? We can't have an objective criteria of any kind if there's not some way of measuring it and measuring its effectiveness. Um, And then the third criteria will probably help with that, and that is that it must be universally accepted and understood. Uh, It doesn't matter what the culture is. It doesn't matter who the person is. They should be able to look at this criteria and say, okay, that, that makes sense. I can understand where you're coming from there. So with those in mind, let's carry on. All right, so what are the traits of a good leader? Remember, good means effective. Right, first, uh, they, need to, they need to know where they want to be. Having a goal in mind is probably one of the most important things that a leader can have. They can't just go out there and shoot from the hip all the time. They have to know where they want to go. They have to know what they want to accomplish. Uh, this can be spatial, temporal, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional. Enter another descriptor in there that you can possibly think of. Whatever the case may be, they understand that they're probably going to need some kind of help in order to attain this goal 
or maybe they are the ones who are actually helping a group attain this goal. All right? And in order to know where they want to be, they're going to have to know where they are. All right? And this is, again, it's going to be spatial, temporal, mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, whatever. And if they don't exactly know where they are, they know how to figure it out. All right? And being able to figure out where they are, they can also figure out where they may need to go. Uh, think, think in terms of being lost in the woods. When you have a guy who's lost in the woods, maybe he has no idea where he's at. Well, how does he know how to get where he needs to go? And if you flip it around, he knows where he's at, but he has no idea where he needs to go. Well, it still doesn't help him either. So you need both ends of this lost-found paradigm. The next piece is that they need to be able to communicate their intentions and their objectives clearly and in a, in a way they can connect with the people around them, right? So can they articulate their vision? Can they articulate what they need to do? Can they articulate what the group needs to do in order for the group to understand and be able to execute on this, this idea? Um, and then if they, even if they can articulate their idea and get it across to other people, it's not going to be very effective if they can't or connect with others. And part of the communication process is connecting with the people you intend to lead. If you can't connect with them and give them a, a good why to follow you, they're not going to follow you. So I think those two are intricately linked, and I don't really see a reason to separate them out. The next and final trait that I think we're going to have to have that's going to be part of our objective measuring stick is a willingness to see their vision through. All right, if you can look through history and you can see examples where a unit didn't quit because the soldiers under, were not wanting to quit. They didn't quit because the leader continued to fight, continued to not surrender. A lot of times, the leader is going to be what drives people to go beyond what they think is possible. And so it's that willingness to see it through, that drive to succeed, that assuredness of their purpose that is going to be critical to ascertaining the effectiveness of a leader versus the ineffectiveness of a leader. So before we can actually get into examples of the different traits, we have to see if they're actually going to stand up to our three criteria. First, are they subjective? Second, are they measurable? And third, are they universally accepted and understood? So we're going to test our three traits. We're going to test our traits really quick against the subjectivity metric. So the subjective measurement, how are we going to actually test this? And I think the easiest way to do that is just ask a simple question, will people X this leader? So as an example, first one, knowing where they are and where they want to go. Will people follow a leader who doesn't know where they want to go or where they're at? I think our gut's initially going to tell us no. People are not going to follow a leader who doesn't know where they want to go or where they're at. Well, however, maybe it's the group that actually assigns the where they want to go and the leader just makes that a reality. There's nothing wrong with that, but at the same token, you still have a defined goal. You still have a defined purpose. The only thing that's different is the locus of where that is coming from. The leader is still going to make that happen, though, so we really can't discount that and say that it fails a subjectivity test on that. It's still there. It's still subjectively viable, or objectively viable. As to the next trait, will people follow a leader who can't communicate their intentions clearly? Now, as before, perhaps the leader's intentions are simply d driven by the goal's intentions, but the leader still has to 
clearly articulate what it is they want to do to accomplish that goal in the first place. Think of political parties. A candidate only gets elected if they can articulate what it is that they're going to do that the group really wants them to do. Right? So they still have to communicate effectively, regardless of where the locus of the desire comes from. Will people follow a leader with no desire to see the goal through? Uh, I, okay, this is a complicated one. I think this is the one that falls apart the most. <clears throat> and the reason I say that is the people may be creating the drive inside of the leader to make this thing happen. Uh, if that's the instance, then the leader may not have any real desire to see the thing through, but they're kind of forced to do it because, you know, mobs can be kind of dangerous and bad, and that's the thing they don't want to have to deal with. <laughs> so either way, they're still going to have a drive, and it's something pushing them to see the, the mission through. So I'd say this one still passes. This is still good. Now we dealt with the subjectivity matter. We're going to have to move into the measuring. Can we measure these different traits? Uh, so the first one, is it possible to measure where we are versus where we want to be? Um, I think anybody would agree that yes, yes, we can very easily. In fact, we do it all the time. You know, whether it's spatial, temporal, whatever the case may be, we still can do these things very, very simply. And we do it intuitively and without much thought behind it at all. So with regards to measuring this, yes, yes, we can. So for the next trait, being able to communicate our intentions. Can we measure communication? And again, yes. Yes, we can. It's very easy to measure communication. Uh, the reason I say this is you're listening to me right now, and ideally you're understanding the things that I'm, I'm trying to get across. If I'm not, then there's a barrier, there's a breakdown someplace inside there, but we can measure it by simply asking the questions, you know, what did I just say? What did you get out of this? And you either answer in the affirmative, you know, and spit it back and understand it, or you don't, in which case communication is broken down. So we can measure it. So communication, easily measurable. Now with regards to desire and drive, this is a much more difficult thing to measure, I think. However, I still believe that, yes, we can do this. Right? But how, how do we do it? What is the metric that we're using in order to judge and figure out drive and desire. Um, we can't necessarily look at like a table as you would inside of a game of some kind and assign it a value and roll against it. We have to look at the actions and intentions of the leader and we have to look at other things, body language, facial expressions, you know, how they how they appear to go from day to day to day to day. And that'll give us an idea of where their drive is. And sometimes the drive will drop and sometimes it'll shoot back up. It all depends, right? And through doing this, we can figure out if they're faltering in their, their beliefs in the goal's attainment. Um, as I said, as a, of the three, I think this is the hardest one to measure. Um, and I think this is one probably that we could say could fail the measurement test. But as I already illuminated, we, we can measure this in a way. It's got some intuition going into it, and we sort of have to make judgment calls when we're looking. But I still believe that we can, in some way, objectively measure somebody's desire and drive. Now, lastly, um, are these traits universal? I think in order to figure this out, let's, let's look at the following. Would any culture conclude that knowing the goal and the relation to it, or being able to communicate those concepts to a group, and having the drive to see the journey through, would that, would that be an effective metric for leadership? 
Um, I think history bears us out, regardless of the culture that we're dealing with. Yes, these trees would be seen as breaking the boundaries of culture and being necessary to be an effective leader. Um, let's look at some examples. You got Sun Tzu from China, Muhammad from you know, the Arabic faith tradition. Uh, you got Jesus of Nazareth, you know, whether you believe in him or not. Uh, Napoleon Bonaparte, Genghis Khan, Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin, Nelson Mandela. You know, like, you got lots of different examples of people who had to do all of these things. They had the ability to communicate. They knew where they wanted to go. They knew where they were. Um, they had a drive to get the thing to see their their ambitions through. And if without these things, they're not going to be able to succeed. And as a, you can probably guess, just from the names, they spread a whole swath of cultures. So I think, yes, history bears out that these traits are universal, and we do see them across multi-cultures. So, in conclusion, do these traits pass our criteria? Yes, I believe that they do, and I do believe that we can use these traits to judge leaders on how effective they are at being leaders. Again, not necessarily when I say good, I'm not saying good as in good or evil. I'm saying good as in, are they effective? Can they get their goals done? Can they motivate people to do things that they want them to do? This is not a moral call. This is simply an, a call of effectiveness, practicality, utility, so to speak. So yes, I believe that they can, and we're going to move forward with them as on the basis that yes, we can. So with all this in mind, I want to start looking at various leaders of today and sort of comparing them against our metric to see are they effective leaders. Again, effective. When I say good, I mean effective. Can't stress this enough because I know there's going to be somebody who's going to hear me talk about a leader later on be like, you said that guy was a good leader and he's a complete asshole. Uh, that's not what we're going for. What we're going for is effectiveness right now, okay? Effectiveness. All right, so first leader. I think this one can be said to be very contentious. Donald Trump. All right. Is Donald Trump an effective leader? All right. First off, does he know where he wants to go and where he is? I think we can give this one a solid yes. The Don, as I like to call him, does have a good idea where he wants the country to go, where he wants to be, and where the country and him are in relation to that goal. And given that, you know, he can articulate his vision to others. I mean, think about a the people who are writing his speeches. Um, we can't we can't necessarily look at the fact that not everybody agrees with him because no leader is unanimous in being followed by everybody. You know, even even Hitler had his detractors. Even Stalin had his detractors. Granted, Hitler and Stalin just killed their detractors, but at the same token, there were still people who didn't agree with them. So, can he articulate his vision to others? Yes, and I think we have a lot of good. Um, what's the word? Evidence that. With regards to being able to connect with people, he does. So you think of all the people who will readily admit that Donald Trump is not the nicest, cleanest, uh, most moral human being on the face of the planet, yet they will follow him still, right? Because he is connected with them on a more emotional level. And that's important with regards to communications. Now, part of the reason that people like the Don is because he is willing to see his vision through. Right. So with regards to does he have a willingness to cease to make things happen? Yes, yes, he does. Uh, he remains consistent with his goals for the most part, and he's a bulldog in their application. All right. Uh, I mean, to be totally honest, do you think he'd be where he is if he wasn't a bulldog in the pursuit of his goals? 
right? He has to have a certain willingness to, to continue on in spite of everything that's going on around him. You know, he went from being kind of a uh, celebrity that was loved by many, 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 many people to being a president who was despised by a lot of those people who used to really sort of dig him and like him. And it's all based on his politics. Uh, but I think he's very willing, and part of the reason that we know that he's willing to see his goals through is because he's very willing to engage with his detractors. Uh, if you think about his attack on the news and the media, calling them hashtag fake news and calling people names on, on live TV, uh, it's dumb. I don't suggest it. I don't think it's really that great, but I think it is a good measurement, measuring stick for his willingness to see everything through. He's not afraid to say what needs to be said in his mind, and he does so. So with all those things laid out, I would have to say that, yes, Donald Trump is an effective leader. That doesn't mean that he's right all the time. It doesn't mean that he's the greatest leader of all time. It just means that he's an effective leader, right? So we look to Trump. Let's look at a different world leader. How about Xi Jinping? All right. Does he know where he's going and what he wants? I'm pretty sure he does. I mean, if he didn't know where he was going and what he wanted, he wouldn't be where he is, would he? And given the laws that they keep passing over in China, you can sort of get the picture that he knows where he wants to be. Uh, can he articulate his vision to others? Again, I think he can. It'd be very difficult inside of Chinese society, especially the CCP, as it going forward, to get anywhere if you couldn't articulate your vision to, to others. Um, again, he wouldn't be where he was if he couldn't do that. And third, is he willing to see his vision to the end? Again, I think he can, we can say yes to this. If he wasn't willing to see his vision to the end, I hate using this as an example, but he wouldn't be where he is, would he? So, is Xi Jinping an effective leader according to our criteria? And I think our answer is a solid yes, he's an effective leader. In conclusion, does this method for measuring the effectiveness of leaders work? I'm biased in my opinion, but I think that at the very least it's a good start. As we've seen, it can be used to evaluate the effectiveness of very different leaders from different ethnicities and different cultural backgrounds. And because we're able to do this, I think that it is rather unbiased. But what are your thoughts? Is this an effective metric for evaluating the effectiveness of leaders? Head over to the forum and leave a comment in the thread titled, Evaluating, evaluating Effective Leaders. I have recently set up a parlor account, links in the description, where I'll be posting things that I find that I think are interesting. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like and share with your friends. Consider giving me a five-star review to help me grow my channel. If you'd like to support me directly, head over to Subscribestar and become a subscriber. I'm in the process of creating Subscribestar-only content, which I hope to have going up sometime in the coming weeks. Intro music composed by Tony Cordes, link in the description. Battle Spectre, 